Welcome. Thank you for joining us today. This is Michael Basham. We're enjoying ourselves in the spirit. Today I've got this handy dandy trusty monitor set up so that we can share some of the um, information that we're about to deliver. Of course, I could just record the screen and do a, a recording like that. And sometimes I'll do that too. But today I thought I'd experiment with, the, with this uh, little setup we got here. So get ready to blast off into another dimension. Um, this channel has been kind of a haphazard thing. I haven't had a lot of time to really tweak things too much. Um, pretty much everything I do is on the fly. The the Basham Report, the um, website that we have that's uh, got all kinds of uh, spiritual and, of course, the YouTube channels there, uh, con connections to other blogs, a lot of material. Um, always looking for, for people who share the same vision, especially if you have a WordPress blog, I'd love to add you. Or if you'd like to uh, write articles at the Warriors Without Borders blog, in addition, this is also a really cool, cool thing. Because my vision isn't to start something myself, like to make, oh, the, the almighty Spirit Wars studios. And I mean, this is, you're looking at it, man. I mean, this is what we got. It's just flying by the sea of your pants. You know, I pitched my tent here and uh, who knows where God's going to take us next. So, and I believe that's really the way of living by faith. You know, you just follow God and, and you, don't, you don't know where he's going to lead you next. Um... But um, oh, this is a channel for Thomas Fisher. Um, about, actually, I was about to add this guy's playlist here because what you can do, I found out, is add this. And I've never seen anybody do this before. Add the latest uh, video automatically. So my web, my web page is nothing but, um, well, the few articles that I might have time to write and then a link to PowerPoint Paradise post on the on the right hand uh, side there and then the latest infowars the latest mark dice the latest corbett report uh the latest um uh earth news sun news solar system news and healings and uh, uh of course canary cry radio the face like the sun broadcast so that's pretty much what i got right now i mean it's designed for a person whose life is literally just on the fly, constantly running, screaming, fighting, punching, kicking, passing out tracts, um, and having so much fun. I just can't tell you how much fun I have. And oh my gosh, I didn't get on the internet. Ooh, okay, that's going to be annoying. Okay, we we just won't use the internet for this one. I'll do that in the next one. But um, praise the Lord. Uh, God's been so good to us. He's just given me more than I know what to do with. I feel like I'm running around with all this treasure. And I don't even know where to share it. You know, I'm constantly just being sent more and more and more. And, uh, and you know, I don't even, I, yeah, again. And but let me share something here really quick before jumping into our, uh, our lesson. I mean, our lesson is simple. It's just follow God, you know, stay close to the word, read the Bible. Um, this is, got my Bible right here. You know, I mean, you you look at the book of Revelation. Um, I've been studying this thing for the last 10 years and uh, just seeing how lost the church is when it comes to just details about the book of Revelation. 
um, people are still arguing, oh, pre-trib or post-trib. I'm just looking forward to that battle of Armageddon. I want to get through this life. I want to follow God and engage in the spiritual combat. Because, you know, it says right there, the armies which were in heaven followed him upon white horses, clothed in fine linen, white and clean. That's the saints. So, and there's a lot of mysteries in the word. There's, there's a guy named Jerry Lee that I want to share later. And he just gets into the depths of the mysteries of the word of God. Um, for me, it was always these Mo letters that uh, would do that, you know, getting into um, the real nitty gritty of the word of God. And um, David Berg was a guy that he just grew up with the Bible to the point where God could take things and little verses out and just create new revelations out of them. And that's the way that Jesus used to quote the Bible too, which is why I want to get out of the whole seminarian, like picking the Bible apart with a fine pick, you know, little tooth comb and saying, well, we know that uh, because Polycarp wrote in uh, Josephus text about the history of the, (laughs) and so I'm right and you're wrong and you're a cult and you're a false prophet. And I don't know why I'm speaking in an English accent, but in any case, God is going to do something new in our generation. Um, the world is ripe for new revelation and not just the world, but the, the church and not just a church building, but me and you. And he wants to pour out revelation into us, but we just, we have to be ready. You know, we've got to get our prophecy books and be like, all right, God, here I am, you know, blank sheet of paper and, and just let God talk to you. And so instead of doing that myself and being like, oh, I have the revelation, what I like to do is I look back at, at those that have gone before who have been walking in this for, for ages. And um, people like um, uh, my grandfather, people like uh, Derek Prince and a whole host of others. There's just so many people out there that have revelation. So we'll get into that too. Um, but actually I wanted to share something about Facebook first, before we go any farther, this must be said. The internet is being turned into a giant slum. And, um, there's a game called, uh, Final Fantasy seven. It's an old game. It was back when I was in high school. And in this old game, you'd be walking around these slums in a sort of a spiritual warfare uh, environment. You would be talking to these different people and uh, fighting with monsters and police and no, not that. Um, and people were just living in this little shanty town. And when I think of Facebook, I think of Midgar slums. I think of the, the place where people just, they kind of have their little shack and they have their little photos and they just hope somebody else will come along and look at it. And Twitter too. Twitter's exactly the same thing. It's just a big slum. Everybody's locked in there feeling unempowered and it's such a sad place too when you walk through these slums you should hear the the sad sad songs of those that are in prison that are just you know singing the blues and they need encouragement I and mean, even christians like even when i go there i feel depressed whenever i go into facebook and, and even to some extent to youtube it's holding us back like humans are meant to expand to evolve in the true sense of evolution, which is God giving us the next thing. And 
meanwhile, with all this technology, with all this amazing, fantastic stuff, we're just going into a smaller and smaller box. It's becoming what the globalists and the New World Order always wanted to make it, which was a prison. A prison for your mind, a prison for your spirit. And eventually, he, Satan wants to destroy the human race. He's going to do that. You watch it. He's going to do it. Unless Jesus comes back, which he is. So why do I always talk about this, uh, the family? Why talk about um, this this movement? What is it? You know, why, who is this Moses David guy? Why, you know, what's the deal with this? Um, now, when I was in high school, I told God, just show me the truth. I don't care how weird it is. I don't care if I lose all my friends. I want to know what is really out there. What is, what's going on out there? You know, I love, I love just going through info store and reading the, just looking at the, um, <laughs> the illustrations for these, because this started back in 1970, 1969 during the hippie movement. And it was actually, it was before the Jesus people revolution. It was just at the same time. Uh, other people started to, to really copy what they were doing because they had so much success but who were they? It was just the, the people from a little, a little uh, coffee shop and this, I mean, it was the, what was it called? The Lighthouse in Huntington Beach. And David Berg went in there and he just exploded and talked about the end of the world and how America was going down and how God's going to judge America and come, let's live by faith. Let's drop out. Let's go for it, man. Let's, let's just live by faith. And, and that's what everybody that decided to do at that point did they actually left their homes they left their families and they went into all the world and you you can debate that i mean you could go read the bible and debate and say well look peter left his dad's fishing business i mean imagine how sad his dad must have been well sometimes jesus calls you to do things that are controversial and i believe that this was a real uh, move of god and there were problems but, um, I mean, this was God's voice to America at that time. I, there's no doubt in my mind that what's happening today is nothing less than confirmation of what they were doing 40 years ago, 50 years ago, uh, decrying um, an unrighteous, fallen, you know, uh, a very wayward, disobedient country, and then saying, Let, let's get out of here. And one of the reasons I'm sharing this today is even today I get called to come back to America. I get like, okay, um, so Michael, are you done being in Asia yet? Like, did you do what you needed to do? And I, look, I turn right around and I'm like, look, guys, when are you going to get with the program and get out of America, dude? You know, God is calling us and there's so much more to the world than just America. There's so much more out there. And I know you know that if... You know, most people know that, but it's, it's like you think that that's your home when it's, it's, it's a dead and gone culture that's been taken over by, if not by ISIS, by Hollywood and pop music and just total slum thinking, very, very poverty mindedness spiritually. I mean, I know there's a lot of rich people there and I know there's a lot of uh, fancy churches and but you should live by faith. Just see what God will do for you. Um, I don't have anywhere to invite you. or to, I mean, this, this is literally like my tent. 
okay, it's a, it's, it is someone's apartment, but I am encamped here. And I believe that the happiest way to live is just in the will of God and just going wherever he shows you to go. And uh, if you work, just let God direct your steps, let him open doors, let him show you what to do next. I mean, just today I got to share the gospel, uh, with some kids. Oh, look, my internet's working kind of. Um, and one of my students, here she is. Um, I gave him a couple of Bibles and, and they were just so sweet and they were so happy and, and just open. And there wasn't any sense of like, oh, what are you doing? Are you, what is this religion stuff? Oh, you know, I mean, this is the way the most countries are like this. Most people that you meet are, uh, are basically like that. They're open and they're ready for, for truth. Okay, well, here's our Warriors Without Borders website. I, you know, I just want to see, I want to see the revolution continue. I want to see uh, what God started go to the next level. I, I think this, this is the offensive and the family, for all practical purposes, disappeared in the physical because it was supposed to go into our hearts and then into our lives. And we're supposed to share his message with people. And it doesn't mean a group. I'm just referencing this because I, I always do refer back. I mean, this is my roots. But from 50 years ago, your parents, if you're one of those SGA, second generation born family missionary kids, and you have PK syndrome, which is, you know, your dad and mom's a missionary and they found it and they found God, but you never had your experience of glorious revolution and dropping out. So, you know, whatever. I mean, I was lucky enough to have that. I was blessed to be able to leave my family and go and experience that life by faith. I know the, the joy of that and the scariness and then just the exhilaration, like, okay, we're doing this, you know? And, uh, I can't imagine growing up and my parents being, um, you know, one of these kind of, well, Michael, you better follow God or you're really a failure. And I can't imagine you know, how nightmarish that would have been. And I can understand um, people like um, even my ex-wife who was raised in that group. Like she was went through her ups and downs in, in her faith. But, you know, when your dad is someone that is an on-fire Christian and is constantly pushing, you know, pushing, pushing, pushing to be a missionary... It's very hard to to want to do that yourself, and I still work with her dad. I still um, have you know good relations with her whole family. But um, I look at that. I look at my previous marriage as a really a, a kind of a picture of how most of those second generation family members are, and how what their relationship is to people who still have the vision, who still want to go forward. I'm going to be honest here. Like I am never going to give up. Even if, if I fall or I stumble, I'm going to keep getting up until I literally die. And I can't just, I can't imagine why people would give up once they started something like this. It sickens me. And I can see like, I can see the temptation of it, but I can also see why God is just so sick of that kind of thing. And once you've tasted it, once you've tasted God's love and God's provision and his miracles and you've seen all this stuff and you know it's true and then you go back on it that's dangerous but i think that um look at this picture here this is the antichrist one man one vote <laughs> these guys are so ahead of their time um 
we're seeing this rise now. Like all I have to do right now is go to Drudge Report and open up uh, the latest headlines and you'll see, frankly, about 10 different things that confirm um, the end times that we're living in right now. Um, and you go to, if you really want to, if you want every article to be confirming end times, you go to InfoWars. But um, Drudge Report is probably one of my favorite websites to go to, to get to the kind of the mainstream news. You can't really argue too much with whatever Drudge, Drudge puts up there. It's pretty much, uh, it goes without saying that like that is the way things are. Okay. Internet problem. It's okay. Well, um, I want to talk a little bit more about just, uh, just everything. Do we have like 10 hours? Can we just talk about everything? And um, this is open with Durka Durka. This is some artwork here. Some random, but not random artwork. As we go into the future, who is the next generation? I want you to think about the people who are out there who are waiting for what you have, whose eyes are just so full of readiness and so hungry and so open to the truth. And what are we doing for those people? Like, are, are we looking for those people? Are we pouring into our kids or like so many people do, they're like, I'm doing God's work. I'm doing God's work. And you just let your kids drift off. I mean, on the other hand, you don't want to spend all your time just trying to cater to your kids, every little thing all the time, because then well, I saw what happened to the family. They did that. And, uh, I think in many ways, the first generation lost their vision, their drive, their push, their kind of aggression. And it turned into a very inwards focused, like, okay, we have to take care of our kids. But then the kids didn't always want to do mission work. And then it became this kind of, you have to, <laughs> it was not a very good thing. So I think we should always be reaching out, reaching out to people, but that's one of the big things for me is look for the next generation, the next person. I, I'm, I have friends that are meeting God that are getting into all this stuff. Um, you know, I, I constantly ask my students, like, do you guys want to just sit here and do homework or should we go to space? <laughs> you know, and I'll draw a spaceship on the board or like we're on the bridge of a giant spaceship and like, let's go to Mars, let's go to another planet. And then once we're on that other planet, you can share the gospel in this fresh new way, especially with people that are not uh, raised in the West. Again, there's a lot of stuff out there. There's a lot of work that needs to be done. Nepal, for example. But um, why always the spaceships? I mean, I just... <laughs> okay, sure. So I grew up in the Star Wars generation, you know, 1983. Everything was about Star Wars from the early 80s on. Like, all my friends had all these toys and... So yeah, sure. I mean, I played with Legos. I built spaceships my whole childhood. But rather than say, well, we grow up and we forget those childish things. No, like I believe that that is where our human race is supposed to be looking towards. And I'm finding out that the Bible itself is loaded with spaceships. I mean, loaded. <laughs> like There are spaceships all over the Bible. And especially when you look at Jerry Lee's stuff. But, you know, we need to, as a human race... We need to be focused on, on the positive and where, where's all this going? Like, where's the next step? Because once you get a soul, once you get a disciple, once you get your team, then what? What do we do? You know, my dear brother, um, uh, Tony F uh, Floyd, 
has been uh, sharing some of his visions of, of uh, dueling with principalities. And um, just check out this picture that I found the other day. This is amazing. This is a toy. But look at what it says on the toy. It's, it's some kind of, um, it's from Macross, actually. It's this old, old TV series in Japan. But it's probably my favorite one because it really uh, gives you the vision for humans leaving the planet and going off into space. And they have these, these they look like F-15 fighters, but they can transform into human-shaped uh, warriors. And I saw this one called YMS-15 Gyan. Principality of Xeon Prototype Close Combat. The first word caught my eye. Because we deal with... What is that verse in Ephesians? We wrestle not with flesh and blood, but against principalities. And those are the cosmocrata, the fallen angels, all their their little punks that they, they've got up in heavens, space, spirit, whatever you want to call it. We wrestle... Here it is. I just opened to it. Ephesians 6, 12. Yeah, we wrestle against, not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against the spiritual wickedness in high places. So what is, what are these things? And I mean, why do the Japanese always seem to get such a clear vision of this stuff? Here's my students from this morning. Gosh darn it, you know, my, <laughs> my job forgot to tell me that today was some kind of a vacation or something. So I traveled an hour and a half across town to go and teach the youngsters and then where are they? They're gone. So I just sat down. I was just exhausted. I was like, okay, I'm just going to shut my eyes for about 30 minutes and then go home. And then here they were, my students. And, um, and they surprised me. And they were like, let's take a t- picture, teacher. So that was fun. Um, and uh, this is actually something that I just, I bought one of these. I'm not kidding. I've been, I've been shopping for motorcycles recently. I've been driving my father-in-law's uh, motorcycle, but... Uh, he doesn't want to sell it to me because he loves it too much. So I've been just, my mind has been full of motorcycles and it's just driving me crazy. I'm like, ah, it's so materialistic. You know, first I buy this phone and then it was all about the computer, which this was donated. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. This is a brand new Mac. Um, and then, you know, I got this new mic and you know, it's like one thing after another and now it's the motorcycles and I'm sitting there on the train. Like, it's like, should I read my Bible or should I shop for motorcycles? So I go to a place at night and I, I do feel guilt. I feel, you know, I feel distracted by all this stuff. And I see a, a model shop. I went to five different stores looking for this um, specific bike that I might, I'm looking at the um, 260 Vinox Kimco. It's a little bit expensive, but we'll see. Praying for it. Pray for me. I mean, it's just, you know, God cares about us. If you pray like, oh, I'm so spiritual. I don't care about anything. God, just give me a car. Give me any old car. And there's a story of that guy that did that prayer. And guess what he got? God took him right at his word and he gave him any old car. So we got to think, you know, we are God's children and we can pray for the best, you know, and don't, don't waste money, but don't also just always get the funkiest little hoedown clunky clunker. You end up wasting more time and money from buying like an old clunker than you do for quality. You know, so don't think in that poverty mindset, but also don't think of that like prosperity gospel of Joel Olstein either. It's just somewhere in between. The the riches, the thing is, this is the thing. God wants you well. God wants you rich. God wants you, but it's for the kingdom of God. So if you're spending it and it's all about 
okay, I got my computer, now I can play video games. You know, donated computer. Or, okay, I got my motorcycle, now I can just join a motorcycle gang. <laughs> you know, or, oh, I got my phone, now I can just play Candy Crush on it all day and go to Slumbook, I mean Facebook, all the time. What are you doing with the stuff that's got? God is going to un unleash all the riches of the world into our pockets as the Illuminati is losing their grip. But it's this is what Neville Johnson says so well, is that it's not for you personally to just go get a boat and go get a private jet like the elite do, like the rulers of this world. But the way that God's mentality is, is that the leader is a servant and is supposed to use everything that is given to him to support everyone. So it's an upside down pyramid in a way, if you want to put it that way. Anyway, I bought this model because I didn't want to lose the vision. I think the vision is so important. I think that we as humans, our destiny is to go to space and we're doing it today. We are going to space in the spirit. There I said it, we're going on all these adventures already. Um, in the power of the Holy Spirit, we are fighting devils, creatures, and gosh, why not? Aliens. We're going into other dimensions. And guess where UFOs are from? They're from other dimensions. No joke. Um, portals are opening, like the CERN-Hadron Collider thing. Like the, ever since they turned it on, there's all these weird spirals around the world. Did you ever notice that? When did anybody ever videotape a spiral in the Earth until they turned on the Hadron Collider in 2008? You know? That first Norway spiral that was really famous? Uh, that's, that happened in 2009, right after they turned the Hadron Collider on full blast. I wonder if I have that here, actually. No, I won't do it. Yes, I'm not going to waste time here. But you can just, just Google key in uh, Norway spiral. Um, we're going and we're engaging these principalities. And people say, oh, it sounds like a, it sounds like a, um, you know, what is that guy's name? LRH. Uh, you know, Tom Cruise loves his little new religion. Scientology, LRH, you know, L. Ron Hubbard. Oh, it's, you know, that guy was a super occultist. You know that all the people that worked at NASA that originally worked on the Saturn rocket program and all that stuff to go to the moon, they were all super occultish, Nazi, devil-worshipping, Jack Parsons. Uh, look at the story of those guys. And they were not interested in going and getting some moon rocks and then coming back and then doing what you think NASA's doing. I mean, it's just... We think so small. We literally live in a prison for our mind. When here's the elite going into other star systems and contacting other worldly beings, and they believe this. This is not just a conspiracy. This is their own writings that those guys say. We, we get our inspiration, you know, Tony Blair and, and these other incredibly wealthy and powerful influential people. We get our influ influence and our, our direction of how to steer the world, the steering council of the world from our extra-dimensional uh, friends. <laughs> okay, that's good. So if they are doing that, why are we as Christians just sitting around, you know, oh, I've got my little mission work. Oh, well, would you like to donate for missions? Or, well, well, I've got a church that I go to, and oh, i got to read my Bible today, and I've got to pray for Aunt Betsy down the street. You know, we're thinking so small when literally God is opening the heavens to us to to fight this kind of thing. And yeah, you're going to look crazy when you first do it. 
Uh, this is one of my dear sisters. She's been a super big blessing. Uh, Bobby. Bobby Carizio, if I said her name right. Gosh, I mean, I do have to say, though, this in the Midgar slums of the internet, I've been finding a lot of really cool people. I mean, there are, God just hides his gold. And that's been the biggest blessing for me. Okay, this is turning into like family photo viewing time. This is a friend of mine that passed away. Um, his name is Kevin Meadows. Dear friend, dear soul. I believe that he's on the team. He's helping us. So, I mean, uh, and this is the other thing about America going down. I mean, that guy, Kevin Meadows, was a boy. And he is a boy. He's a young, well, he's my age. He's about the same age as me. He was the kind of guy that this world was not worthy of. You know, he, he's so trusting. He's so such a pure Boy Scout way of looking at life in America and working hard and, you know, being a, a manager at Kmart and eventually start my own business and just, just really, really good guy, really just pure, awesome hearted guy. And yeah, just remembering being with him and hanging out and stuff. Gosh, why would he drink Coke for breakfast? That just drove me crazy. <laughs> anyway, I don't even know how he died. His brother contacted me recently and told me that he passed away. And I just had this whole day where I was thinking about him and praying and I got into prayer and I, I really felt his spirit close to me because I'd actually been thinking of him the day before just out of nowhere I just remembered uh, some random memory with him I don't even I didn't spend that much time with him so I don't and then the next morning just 12 hours later his brother contacts me to let me know that he passed away so amazing but this is the America that that we live in I mean People, they just think that, oh, if I could just live in Hollywood, oh, that would be so wonderful. And man, oh, to have dinner with Brad Pitt, that would just be like going to Valhalla. And when you wake up to this, we call us true, we call us, we call ourselves truthers, people who know the truth. And we see Hollywood like this, at least we should. And this is referring to a movie called They Live, which you have to, you have to see this movie, even though it's, it's a little bit outdated, it's a little bit slow. But it's, uh, it's on YouTube, I think. The whole video, the whole movie's on YouTube. But where you put on glasses and you see the real nature of people. Um, how they're basically just these zombies. Uh, but they're aliens. <laughs> they're evil. And, uh, and look at us. I mean, in, in America, worshipping this kind of thing. It's just, it's so sad. Anyway. Um, and you, you know where it all started, too. It was 9-11. You know, if you bought that... Gosh, the New World Order is like, man, we can tell them anything and they'll believe us. It's incredible. Here's a joke. Pentagon mystery solved. The airplane goes in, folds its wings, <laughs> neatly in through the hole, doesn't break the windows next to it. Mystery solved. It was a missile, by the way. It's, it's on video. Actually, somebody released an aerial shot of it. I don't know if it's real or not, but the actual security camera footage... Uh, is without a doubt a missile. There was no way it was an airplane. Um, and let us not forget <laughs> the chemtrails. Yeah, so that's another thing. Um, there's something about the mark of the beast and these chemtrails. And if you... Okay, I'm going to... Actually, I'm going to stop right here and do, take a little break. And we're going to come back and we're going to get into the chemtrails. So thank you for joining us.
And uh, now a word from our sponsor, um, Steve McNair. No, not Steve McNair. We're going to show you some music from the good old days of the family. The revolution for Jesus. Our sponsor is Jesus, by the way. And everyone else who joins us in the faith journey. Here we are, back in the saddle. My name is Michael Basham, and you've reached the Spirit Wars journey, the Basham Report. 
The Land of Miracles. No, really, The Land of Miracles. Check it out. I'm watching this uh, amazing speech by Donald Trump. And General Petraeus' life was destroyed. Destroyed. You know, he got a sentence that he didn't have to serve. I mean, they gave him a sentence. He destroyed his life. Nice guy. But they destroyed his life. Other people, for doing a tiny fraction of what she did. So they're protecting her. So I believe she'll be the candidate. She'll run. Don't forget there's a statute of limitations on that whole thing. But she's going to run. She's going to be the candidate. And she's going to lose. She's going to lose, I'm telling you. Now, it's interesting about Hillary Clinton because... Um, and the way that Donald Trump is playing his cards here is very smart. He knows that Obama or Osama... Uh, was already dead. There's no way that he doesn't know that. There's, he's just he knows way too much. He's way too smart, but he's playing his cards very well. He's going along with the sort of the party line. He's pretending. He also does this a lot, <laughs> which is, I mean, but you have to. No matter how he looks or how he talks, you gotta admit that the guy is successful. He knows how to run things, and he's. I mean, look at him. He's very confident. He knows what he's doing. He's not reading from a teleprompter. It's also like a real guy, you know? I mean, you have this perception of people that are successful or people that are super rich that they just live on some other planet. Well, no, they're just normal people who put their pants on one leg at a time, like my granddad used to say. So I'm probably going to step back into the voting system. I've actually never voted before, to be honest. I just wrote off America. I'm sorry, but I didn't think there was any hope. You know, I just thought, oh, well, you know, there's no way there's going to be somebody that's going to actually change things. So why even try? Better bail. And here I am uh, coming back, thinking about things in a different way because we have our spiritual weapons. And really, my focus here is not just to um, promote Trump or politics or America. My passion has always been the spirit. And you might recognize this guy, Steve Quayle. He came out of my family's church, the, the Covenant Movement. And now he's going strong. I mean, this is his headlines from just a few days ago. And I would more lean towards Steve Quayle's view of, of the news. Um, we don't really have time to read all these, but I definitely recommend that, that you go over to uh, stevequayle.com. And... Uh, He's living in the real world here. He's like, don't ban the Bible, defend it. The day will come in the near future when merely owning a Bible will be a capital offense unless the people of God stand up for Jesus and God's holy word. So and he mentioned me once a few years back. He, um, through, through um, Omega Man, he blessed me and wrote me an email and asked me what I was interested in. I told him about the keys of the kingdom, which, well, the keys of the kingdom that I'm interested in are a little bit different than the ones that, well, no, they're the same keys, but it's the revelation that the family got back in the day, which I've shared some of these key promises. Um, but, uh, these, these are one of those like, okay, we can access the direct power of heaven. Now let's do it. You know, let's start practicing with this, not to like manifest magic and stuff on the screen to be, Ooh, la la, I can do anything, but to actually, Make it is as it is in heaven on earth to start to actually 
produce miracles in your life. I've seen miracles of protection and um, manifestation through the keys of the kingdom. Um, but they're really for the time when the Nephilim and all those ancient star gods, they start coming through all them, their um, hell gates and all that stuff. That's when you're going to be needing those keys of the kingdom the, at the most. Um, but we should start using them today. I mean, that's where the spiritual warfare um, really goes hand in hand. That's what I'm interested in. I'm interested in training others who are also uh, hungry to learn about um, this stuff. Oh my gosh, it's Windows running on an Apple? Oh. So, I mean, here we have China clone factory, scientist eyes human replication. China catching up to where the U.S. has been decades ago. They already exist and walk among us. Now, that's a big claim. But, I mean, just think of how far this guy has come. And a lot of this, Steve Quayle is not afraid to just say it like it is. Like, Alex Jones, InfoWars, they are, they're kind of like D- Donald Trump. They're, okay, well, here's the, here's the circles of, of reality. There's Donald Trump. Then there's InfoWars. Then there's Steve Quayle. Then there's people like me and the family and other Christians that just, we exist on this totally other plane. So this is never going to be the mainstream thing that you're listening to right now is not going to be reality for the masses until maybe a decade or two later. Like I hope to be one of those voices that starts speaking this stuff now, like Alex Jones did 20 years ago about the new world order. And when I looked at Alex Jones, I was like, Oh my gosh, this guy, he absolutely believes what he's saying about the Illuminati, the, the stuff like he's read the documents and he's decided to go with it. He's decided to just to, uh, talk like it's true. And lo and behold, 10, 20 years later, it is true. So that's how I feel with the gifts of the spirit and with these different spiritual weapons too. And, and the Bible, especially, um, you know, the, the Bible itself has been confirmed over and over and over again. Just go and look at, uh, Ron Wyatt's discoveries. Ron Wyatt is a guy who, literally goes and finds um, the places where these different uh, biblical places are. Wyatt. You name it. I mean, the Ark of the Covenant, um, <clears throat> uh, discoveries, the Noah's Ark discovery, um, the, the place of the Exodus. Oh my gosh, I got to watch this. There's a lot of videos I haven't even watched here. Sodom and Gomorrah. It's a real place. They they went and found it. And gone found it. And Ron White himself, he testifies to of having seen the ark. gotta listen to this ron wyatt talking about the jesus blood sample um i don't have direct audio so i don't know how good this sounds so i'm just gonna stop it there but basically they found the blood of jesus and it came back to life and i mean he swore on his deathbed that this was true okay kent hovind also echoes his claims this is an old clip of kent hovind uh, ron wyatt told me before he died i sat in his living room talking for three hours about the ark of the covenant he said, Brother Holman, I, I, I found the Ark of the Covenant. I said, yeah, right. Okay. And I'm a foot I'm still around. He said, no, Brother Holman, I really did. I said, well, tell me about it, Ron. Now, Ron was 
a great guy. He was the kind of guy that if I was God, I would let him find all these things because he wasn't out for any glory. He's not bragging about it. He wasn't, you know, not looking for money. Just wanted to, he's a humble servant of the Lord. He had a lot of uh, Seventh-day Adventist teaching in him, which I would disagree with, uh, some of the things they teach. He wasn't a Seventh-day Adventist, but he believed some of the things they believed. Okay. Um, he said, I was walking along the north side of Jerusalem and with an Israeli friend of mine, and we're walking along, uh, talking about things, and you know what happened here, what happened here, because Ron's been a student of Scripture for many, many years, okay, and knew it extremely well. He said, we're walking along, all of a sudden my left arm stuck out, and I pointed to this, this garbage dump. <clears throat> There's a pile of rubble been there for hundreds of years, you know, up against the side of this cliff. And there's a road along the bottom of this big cliff and you know, another plateau on top. He said, my left arm stuck out and my mouth started speaking. And my mouth said, that's Jeremiah's grotto. The Ark of the Covenant's down there. Whoa. And his friend that was with him said, what did you say? He said, I think I just said that's Jeremiah's grotto in the Ark of the Yeah. All right. Well, the whole story, it's worth spending a couple weeks just listening to all these different testimonies. The whole documentary is online. I need to watch this whole thing later. Add to watch later. You're seeing live internet surfing. So, um, yeah, you know, I mean, there's these different people out there that have different re revelations, and they don't always agree on everything. But um, I tend to start my day with what we can agree on, and that is, well, nationalreview.com, californiayahoonews.com, climate.com, the Drudge Report, which apparently... His website's under attack. This is the biggest news conglomeration website in the world. Historically, this is the, the top one. All he does is link to news sites. And he goes and writes this kind of stuff. You can pretty much be convinced, all right, this is probably true. So House Democrat, Obama risks nuclear war with Russia. Okay, and these are all different headlines from today. Um, I, think, I think I read these this morning already, but... Yeah, American gun arms sales shatter single day record while it's Christmas time, you know. Anyway, um, a lot of interesting stuff here. Um, virtual reality future bigger than it appears. You know, I mean, look at what we're doing right now. I was using my phone with a screen and a computer and a mic and we're we're doing this, you know. This doesn't even cost that much to, to make this little broadcast. And and free upload on YouTube and free watching. I mean, everything is like, boom, we're in this new space. That virtual reality thing is going to be big. Like, we're going to literally be able to share our brains with each other, and it's going to be weird. So expect the devil to take as, as much advantage of that as he can. In the meantime, I think that we should uh, do our best to utilize this, this uh, technology while we can. So here's a House Democrat. I think I just saw something about her recently. So we're on the edge of World War IV. It's a big deal. Mark of the Beast, it's a big deal too. Um, just expect a lot of weird stuff to happen, man. And then uh, one of my favorite news websites here is Russia Today. Russia wants to stop ISIS illegal oil trade, says Trickin. And that's what Trump said he would do, is also stop their tr oil trade. And, um, yeah, well, we're living in a world of an information war. It's a psychological 
warfare operation. And uh, you just, you have to know what the truth is to be able to discern what is reality. You can't just trust one guy. I don't just trust Alex Jones or Ron White. I do love Ron. I wish I could talk like Ron White all the time. But when I find out Japan may send troops to fight Islamic State in Syria, I thought of the Bible, which talks about the Assyrians, and it says about them that, um, I mean, think about it. We are, we're dealing with these countries that are all over the Bible. Like, Israel's back, you know, took a 2,000-year break. They're back. This is the last generation before Jesus shows up, which we're getting, I mean, we're getting kind of close there, man. Japan is thinking about coming back. I mean, that's big. Japan hasn't been in a war since World War II. We all remember what happened then. Trying not to let that Ron Wyatt voice come back is so hard. <laughs> Get back to Ron Wyatt. Drive me crazy. So that's a big, big deal, man. But I don't want to just sit in the news here. Um, another announcement here: the Exodus Escape, Part One, Two, Three, Four, Five. Uh, Jerry Lee, the Manifester, sharing that. I've found this uh, website, the Peace Manifest Ministries. And then they have all kinds of interesting Bible studies. He talks like he's been living on another planet. Um, honestly, a lot of people aren't going to be able to stomach this stuff, but you should know that it's out there and that it exists, at least. Because nobody ever told me about Ron Wyatt. I never heard about Kent Hovind either till I joined the family. Nobody ever told me about the family, period. But people knew. When I joined the family, I remember some of our church friends that worked at Sky Angel that helped to start the very first Christian satellite. They were like, whoa, Michael, how did you find the family? The children of God? Wow, they're very hard to find. Yeah, they're, they're hard to find. <laughs> I'm like, okay. They didn't criticize me, though. So I still use their, uh, their info store software to cycle through all their old Mo letters. But if I remember correctly, a lot of these Mo letters were loaded with the stuff that we see in basically uh, what you would see in um, Alex Jones' Infowars or Steve Quayle or, I mean, some of the most wild stuff that we're seeing today that's coming true and about the Antichrist and one world government and all this stuff. It's all, you know, and even Neville Johnson, who's been to Space City and seen it, and he said it's a pyramid, all this spirit trippy stuff, this this uh, Bible knowledge, this... um all this out there stuff. Oh, that's interesting. Um, they were ahead of their time. I mean, they were doing it and they weren't going to wait for the rest of the church to catch up. They just went all the way out into outer space as far as they can go. And then maybe got a little lost in space there. And now there's some of them are trying to go back to, uh, you know, the churches and whatnot. And that's kind of too bad. But, um, I say just let's keep going, man. Like, I think they just started getting warmed up. And um, if you cycle down these all their revelations, I know I'm jumping around here a little bit. Sorry, but nah, I'm not sorry. If you step down to, to some of their very last um, revelations here, you know, the Loving Jesus uh, series. This is about the bride with, with Jesus. I mean, they were sexually pretty liberal, too. So, you know, just... Just to let you know, but it wasn't like the media says, like, oh, sex cult, you know. It was more like 
no, this is, we're, we're the bride of Christ. Let's act like it. Let's really walk with Jesus. Let's really go all the way as far as we can go. Um, using the new, you know, the, the understanding prophecy series, learning how to, to, uh, get into the, the just direct, um, connection to Jesus. Okay. I'm having trouble finding this, but there, well, okay, here's an example. The heavenly key craft, they did start using this, uh, spacecraft of heaven. That was kind of fun. That was really fun. Man, you, you tell me that there's spirit craft that we can call on in our prayers. You're going to get my attention. Well, that was all the way back in 2002, but towards the end of 2006, people started to complain. They started to say, why do we have all these new spiritual warriors and helpers? Eh? I, I can't remember all the names of the different keys of the kingdom that Jesus is telling us to call on. And what, what am I supposed to do with this spirit helper that helps me to fight obstacon that makes me the... And that is where I believe God decided to stop giving us stuff. Because when you start to say, like, not only do you doubt it, but you're like, there's all this information, it's too much information, I don't, I don't really want this. That is a really dangerous thing to do as a Christian. And the, the Holy Spirit is not going to spank your bottom when you do that. You know what the Holy Spirit's going to do? Holy Spirit done gone, going to leave you alone. You don't want this new spirit world power? Fine. I want it. I want new spirit world power. I want to talk to Sun Padma. The guy's got a sense of humor, by the way. And look at that picture. <laughs> He's, like, going to make a joke soon. Um, who is this? I think that was, man, I forgot some of their names, too. Here's uh, this horse is referring to another um, a spirit called here? the Illyrian. The Illyrian are the guardians of your personal revolution. And there's a vision of, oh, the Illyria, right? Okay, this is an older prophecy here. But this is, I mean, it's so, it's, it's way ahead of its time. It's, you know, when I read this, I asked the Lord, okay, show me, the name of my Illyrian, because everybody had one. It was like, um, you know, anybody, so he, somebody had a dream about it, and then she asked the Lord to show her about it, and then he's opening a mystery, because that's the way Revelation works. Like, the cool thing about Revelation is that when God shows you something, then you can go back and you can ask for more, and then you can share it with people. It's not just for you to hold on to as your selfish little Revelation. You can be like, all right, hey, you want to call on the Illyria? You can too, or you want to, uh, use the key craft or the keys turn to swords. You can too. I've seen the keys turn to swords. I've definitely made use of key craft more than most people I know, but, um, I'm not the only one. And, um, I asked the Lord to show me about this, uh, this horsey. <laughs> Sorry. I know that they're made, they don't like to be made fun of, but anyway, um, and I, I got this vision while I was writing it, um, that, my Illyrian was given to me um, through a dream when I was a young boy. And I remembered the dream very, very clearly. And I was writing down the prophecies as I was uh, um, asking the Lord. And this dream, I was walking behind a waterfall and I met um, a, a small, a, a young unicorn. And I remember that this unicorn had, to me, it was just the most loving 
sweet spirited being like the feeling I got when I met this unicorn as a young boy going and sleeping was like my best friend times a million. Like I, I had the most deepest connection and sweet fellowship with this being ever. Like I had the most deep yearning, longing feeling to just hang out with that unicorn. And I knew that there was so much love from it for me. And it was, it was just this very, it was almost just a picture of being in this sort of the mountain to the side. And there was this huge roaring waterfall and this, this young unicorn. I mean, I guess, cause I was a kid, it appeared to me to be my age. So I just took it to be like my best friend in the whole world. And every night after that, I wanted to dream about that unicorn again, man. I was like, dear God, please let me dream about the unicorn again, please. And I kind of, you know, I got older and, you know, you, you put childish things aside because we get older and we're all mature and stuff and we don't talk about unicorns. But when I asked the Lord about my Illyrian, um, he showed me that that spirit was my Illyrian. And he said, remember where you had that dream? And I realized, oh my gosh, I was at my cousin's house and their house at that time was in Ohio in a city called Illyria. Illyria, Ohio. I think it's spelled with a Y, but in any case, wow, <laughs> that was really cool. And I didn't remember that until I finished the prophecy. And I was, and then the last bit was like, and remember, and God was taking something out of my subconscious or he was reminding me, or he was just putting things together. And it, it's like this way where you're, you're like, am I making this up or is this real? And you just, there's no way it can be, it, it just makes sense. You're like, this makes perfect sense. And I remember the first time I met a spirit helper was in Japan. It was um, Francis Xavier. And um, if you're afraid of Jesuits, you're going to freak out about that. But Francis Xavier, I think, was the real deal. And I don't think every Jesuit is a devil. Sorry, but I've met some good ones. And um, I met the family at a Jesuit school. I'll tell you, sort of a scary secret. But it was just a, a girl that was going to the school. I wasn't. I was no way led to the family through the Jesuit school. It was another student that had grown up in it that I fell in love with who disclosed to me this information. So I'm broadcasting this. Maybe a few people will watch this. It'll be out there. Um, I mean, you, you watch this channel. The top videos are about the family. And I get all this flack from people that are just so mad that I talk about this. They're like, how dare you promote the family? That is the most evil, yucky thing in the whole world and they're wrong and wrong, wrong, wrong. Well, you better pray they're wrong because if they're even a little bit right, things are going to be really bad in the world and you're really going to need these guys. Uh, and yes, there are too many spirit helpers to remember the way I treat this. And I told my father-in-law the other day, we just acknowledge their existence and we, we, uh, accept them. And if you remember to call on one, that's great. Um, I think we should keep going farther you know it's like saying oh it's like if you're a little country in the middle east and you're getting attacked by isis and then you found out that you know russia was going to come and help you out and then you started working with russian soldiers that were helping you to to defeat isis to protect your your village of whatever your christian village or your muslim village i don't care and then you're like why do i have to learn the names of all these generals and isn't it easy enough just to say Putin come to rescue me? Like, why do I have to learn about 
you know, General Viktor Gvodyovdiv and Dmitry Tchaikovsky. And then I don't want to learn these guys. Mikhail, you know, senior commander of the tank battalion. You know, but actually, if you really took the time to get to know those guys, maybe you'd find that your life involved more of Russia. And maybe you'd want to learn Russian. And maybe you'd become kind of a key player in your town to help protected against ISIS, utilizing all the incredible power of Mother Russia that's here to help you. Well, that's what heaven is like. And of course, you can just call on Jesus and just that's, you get the game done. But if you want to get more intimate with the details and the kingdom and the culture and the society and the technology and the government and the economy, the Facebook of heaven, you know, get out of the, the slums of the earth and let's start living in heaven, our true home. And Start learning about your personal Illyrian. You know, read this prophecy. I've got it on my website. The whole reason every time you go to my website, it's got this kind of irritating front cover page of all these random things. These are all the new weapons. So um, on the Basham on the Basham report. Sorry, it's not the Wyatt report. I have all the new weapons here from Brotherhood an end-time prophet and loving Jesus. And some of this stuff is actually, I'd probably need to edit it down a little bit. <laughs> some of it might not be appropriate for younger viewers. But anyway, praise, prayer, prophecy, resting the Lord, spirit helpers. So if you click on spirit helpers, somewhere buried in this page that's like a mile long is that specific document minus the cool artwork. But I think I even copy and pasted the artwork somewhere. You know, I just haven't had that much time. <gasps> What? They deleted it? My gosh, cut. Okay, that was a cut. Just pretend like you didn't see that part, okay? I don't have time to cut it, but I'm just going to pretend that was a cut. So, all right, I'll dig it back up and, and repost it. I don't think anybody even noticed because most people don't even go there, but it's there. You know, there's a, there's a lot here. It's a big, big, big page. But um, this is... This is the beauty of the gifts that God gives us is that they can be passed on. And that's all this is about is just, I want to pass it on. It was given to me. You know, we're learning about a lot of different stuff now, healing. I have a lot of other brethren that are also carrying the torch that are, uh, that haven't laid down their weapons. You know, as Clint Eastwood said, you can take my keys of the kingdom from my cold, dead fingers. And that's exactly how I feel about my new weapons. You know, the Antichrist is so afraid of these. Once I had a dream of the Antichrist, and it was Prince William. And you can debate whether or not Prince William is really the Antichrist. But hey, if you see the UK rise up again, and uh, let's see if anybody's got any Photoshop stuff going on up there. <laughs> oh my gosh. There he is. Well, let's let's seriously. Um, oh my gosh, this gets bizarre. Should I even talk about this? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I should say this. All right. Well, okay. Fine. Maybe I will. This is really going off into another tangent here, but um, <clears throat> could could Prince William be the Antichrist? Um, Maybe. Okay, that's my explanation. <laughs> I had a dream where I was in a castle facing off with the Antichrist, and it was him. And uh, that doesn't mean it's going to be him. It's just that was my dream. 
and I was in a, a battle with him and, and he was like, well, you're in my castle, so you have to do as I say. I get to make the rules around here because this is my territory. You can't call him the keys of the kingdom. <laughs> I'm like, I'm in this big room and I'm having a showdown with him. And I go up to him and I, I remember I grabbed his head and I yanked it up to him and I whispered in his ear, I call him the keys of the kingdom. And then I woke up. And then I had another dream. This is all in my dorm in Linko. This is when I had a really, like, a good six months of just pure boom. That was my seminary. It was going back to college and couldn't care less about my homework usually or studying for my test, but sure did have a lot of time to read the Bible and get into prophecy and learn about key craft and spirit helpers and Enoch. And anyway, I had dreams of chasing Nephilim giants and seeing stargates open. And this is before I even really knew most of this stuff. It was, I was still new to it, but I was getting a lot of dreams and visions about it before it was being shown to me. Don't really know what to do with this info, but we're passing it on anyway. And, um, yeah. All right. We're going, we're, wow. We're getting, we're getting there here. Okay. So why is he the Antichrist? Well, uh, there's a lady named Arizona Wilder. And this is going to get pretty occulty in a second. But if you haven't watched Arizona Wilder's testimonies, then you're missing out. But I, I would suggest that you take a lot of time in prayer and just maybe don't listen to the whole thing in one shot because it's, it's dark. Um, here, we can listen to a clip of it. Oh, you can skip the first 40 minutes, I guess. So much goes on. Um, but this lady swears that she was working with the royal family and uh, Diana and and they they instilled themselves in different places uh, underground in in the uh, earth and also this one part of them the ruling part took over and became involved in the politics and in the religion um, and started controlling through these means at that point in time and using the gods and deities that were believed in on this planet uh, started in, infiltrating into that and becoming that and things started, blood rituals started happening and uh, poor lady since that time that is the way that it has been and presently they claim to come from the Merovingian bloodline they and they are all of the there are 13 bloodlines in Europe that all, all of what are called royalty are developed from or come from and they include the Aryans in this, and there's been a big push in this century. Um, if, for example, uh, when the when Nazis came into power, the fascists, um, talking about the purity of being pure and staying, the Aryan bloodline staying pure, and what it actually is all about is keeping the blue-eyed, uh, blonde or light red-haired people uh, the bloodline is pure because it is more powerful and what what is in that blood for these reptilians is more powerful and they need that and when you start mixing it 
with people that were indigenous to this earth, then it is not as powerful. It has nothing to do with with someone uh, skin color. All right, so she does get into the reptilian thing a lot, but I mean, look at her eyes, and she does absolutely believe what she's saying, and she's not the only person that says the exact same thing. Um, but in any case, if you listen through this whole thing, and you also maybe take a look at grailcode.com, or was it .net? I forgot. Anyway, um, you're going to find that there's a lot of occult stuff in the royal family, and it goes all the way back to the Knights Templar and the Freemasons, and just this is probably one of the oldest websites because it's just the guy doesn't really make pages, Clinton Ortiz. He just adds to his website. <laughs> it's like worse than one of my pages. It's not only is it just this giant document, but you can't just print it out because it's loaded with with uh, links as you're reading it. It's like here's a whole book, witchcraft explained. Okay, well it's Amazon and videos and. So make sure you have a good uh, computer if you try to open this website. But um, it's it has to do with uh, the bloodlines of the Illuminati and then this guy and just the occult rituals around his birth. Um, okay, here's the weird part. It's possible that they actually used some artificial insemination on Diana and that they used some of the blood either from Ron Wyatt's discovery or from another the Shroud of Turin or something, they had the blood and they're making an actual literal clone of Jesus to become the Antichrist. And so a lot of people are now, because, you know, recently they had this uh, analyzation of the Shroud of Turin where they analyze his face and they're trying to figure out, like, because he's, you know, with computer imagery, they could develop a pretty good uh, model of Jesus' face. And it looks similar, you know, could be. Because uh, I think he turned 33 already, actually. Is he 33 yet? I think he's a year older than me, a couple years older than me. So anyway, very interesting stuff. We'll see. I mean, it's time will tell. But whether it's him or not, um, of course, people think it's somebody from Turkey. Could be. Um, but their family's definitely into all this weird occult stuff. And a lot of people swear on their graves that, you know, they saw reptilians and that the queen mother is a shapeshifter and... You gotta admit, though, it is weird that the Queen Mother's lasted so long, and when is the th throne gonna be handed down? And it's probably gonna skip Charles. So he could actually become. Like the I mean, you read this stuff and you listen to these testimonies about the occult Pendar guy that apparently impregnated Diana to have William. Um, or was it in cinnamon? I don't know. You know, this stuff is just so weird. It's It gets into some... You're dealing with stuff that's outside of this world. And by the way, the Bible is outside of this world, but it doesn't... You know, this is not InfoWars. When we read the Bible, it's, it's positive. <laughs> we should try to just get into the things that are above. Like, look at this verse. Seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Set your affection on things above, not on things on the earth. For ye are dead, and your life is hid with Christ in God. Amen? When Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall ye also appear with him in glory. Praise the Lord. You want to know how to be a good soldier? Be dead. 
Die to yourself now. Mortify, therefore, your members which are upon the earth. Fornication, uncleanness, inordinate affection, evil consumptions, consumptions, covetousness, which is idolatry, for which things sake the wrath of God cometh on the children of disobedience. So, you know, the love of money is the root of all evil, and it's easy to get materialistic, especially live when you live in this world. And um, But it's the thing is, it's not a bad thing. Like, recently, motorcycle shopping, too. Just again, like, I've noticed... Um, it's normal to to want to like get the best one to to think about this stuff and um, yeah okay here's another clip I'm not, I'm just gonna run through these I'm not gonna actually play them here I'm just looking at them but uh, I want to be I want to be materialistic in the sense of heaven you know in the sense of well we've got our our riches in heaven let's let's become part of those you know okay here let's let's just listen to this little part with uh, Mr. Mr. Antichrist maybe. Big it's being billed as another stunning revelation about Prince William that amounts to, well, nobody's quite sure. My brother and I were lucky enough. The 27-year-old William is still a prince in search of a role. And one of Britain's newspapers now suggests that role is to overtake it. <laughs> oh, I've never seen this clip, but my gosh. They should have taken this picture for the Antichrist thing. I mean, that is literally the family picture of the Antichrist from the old kid art. could show you like a thousand publications right now if I, if I was a little bit more savvy with this program. There's so many mo letters about this. It's just like you get lost in all this stuff. Maybe I can find one really quick. Nope, 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 nope. Man, this is an old program. Old, very old. What's a good antichrist uh, letter? Oh, these are just the texts. Okay, anyway, man, that's that's amazing. Oh my gosh, I gotta show this to my friends. Oh, you're my friends, Emily. William's grandparents. The story goes, the Queen and Prince Philip are slowing down. The lizard, by the way, according to Arizona Wilder, I guess this is confirmed too, but. Um, apparently Princess Diana always referred to her mother-in-law as the lizard. So William, who was already scheduled to represent the Queen on her upcoming trip to Australia and New Zealand, is allegedly being groomed to take on more of the burden. This at the expense of his father and stepmother, Prince Charles and Camilla. Charles, the newspaper suggests, is less trusted by the palace because he doesn't have William's star power, and Camilla lacks the stamina for the rough and tumble of royal celebrity. Prince Charles and Camilla are not going to have the same cachet for magazines for interest in them. Whoa! <laughs> okay, I know it's just like with the soldiers, but seriously, that hat, man. William's increasing profile inevitably fuels speculation that the palace would rather he be the next monarch and not his father, a scenario repeatedly denied by anybody who actually knows anything about royal affairs. Traditionally, the holiday season serves up royal stories. All right. Well, that's that. You know, I, I haven't really made a big plan on this. I have a ton of information. I don't have time to even try to organize it all. But it's all out there for people that are really interested in it. And maybe you're not. Maybe you are. There's too much of this stuff. There's too much. You can't 
stay on it too long. You get sick. That's why I, I want to focus more on the word and more on what, what revelation is. Because for me, it's not negative to fight evil. A lot of people get this idea like, oh my gosh, thinking about ISIS is negative and scary. But you should want to fight ISIS. You should want them to be destroyed. That's a positive thing. I mean, if they were coming to kill your family, it's a positive thing to kill those guys. That's what it is with these uh, with these evil these overlords that are trying to dumb us down, that are trying to destroy us, that are trying to unempower humanity, disempower humanity, and unarm humanity so that we are left defenseless. And what is the last thing that we have is Christians. It's our faith. It's our connection to God, our Father in heaven. And the people that are closest to Jesus, those are the ones that are the scariest to Jesus, to, to the, well, to the Satanists. Satanists. So, all right, here's a, here's a word. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Whoa, what's a spiritual song? Cool. Singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. So that's how we should uh, handle stuff. And um, I'm going to just show you a few more things here and then we're going to be done. So, you know, you can always turn this off at any time. This is another example of a Christian that don't know how to quit. Um, the simple truth, childlikeTruth.wordpress.com, but it's linked to my website, so you'll you'll find it here. Um, they have a lot of really good what I call milk and meat. So they've got music here. This is gorgeous family music, just loving Jesus music and. This song is how long you've been looking. The Lord is sorry. This is so good. Just lost in the moment. We went up and started singing to him, and this is the song the Lord gave. They've got their YouTube channel. Thank you. You know this video. Simple Truth YouTube channel. God bless my brother, Terry Lane. He does all this art himself. how long you've been waiting real real good those are the songs that used to win people to the lord this is terry lane um he's pray for him his health um pray against asthma against any other attacks the enemy um and just for overall healing he has some amazing amazing videos here just pours out his whole soul and all this art is his original art what is true spirituality is it a concept is it a thing, or is it a person, a personality? Um, I uh, went down all those roads myself, going back years ago, in my pursuit of what you could say, uh, shameful happiness, whatever you want to call it, we're all looking for peace, in other words, peace of mind, peace of heart, and uh, whether people realise or not, tranquility of spirit, is the main piece that we're all looking for we're looking that's really true and walking you know you know a real prophet and you know a real person of the lord when after you listen to them you feel peace from god i mean not always like it's not like every time jesus talks he's like 
oh, I feel so comfortable listening to Jesus. Um, but that's how the reason I've joined the family until today, even with the, the family practically gone, is that these kind of guys, when I sit and I spend time with them, when I listen to them, when I fellowship with them, I notice that I have a great sense of peace, of God's love. So cool. It's a very nice place to be. Oh, this is so great. Great Jesus. And in so doing, they would be translated, if you like, into the same dimension as Jesus, in that they would get into the spiritual presence of Jesus himself. So you got to listen. Enter the fifth dimension here. There's links to their YouTubes um, on their website. Uh, his wife also, Karen Lane, does a great job. God bless them. And I love the art that they posted here too. So it's absolutely must listen, uh, fellowship. You know, this is what the family's all about. It's like, hey, come on over. Like, come join us. And wow, that is awesome. That is so cool. It's... It's not like a group per se. It's more like people's families just opening up to each other and just saying like, look, you want to come know the Lord? You know, you want to come meet Jesus? Just my home is your home. Mi casa tu casa. It's, uh, and then of course we study the Bible together and we go witnessing together and it's, it's different today. I know everybody lives on their own. We used to have these communes, these, these big happy homes. That era is coming to a close, but maybe it'll come back because we're going to enter into those last days of tribulation and God is going to get us through it. So, wow, this is a lot of classic family art here. It's really cool. Whoa. Okay. All right. So I would love to uh, just read some of his stuff, share some of that. I'm, this is kind of a, a, like across the board, getting into everything in one video here. But um, last but not least, I'd also like to share uh, paradisepost.com. I think their blog is working again. But this website is loaded with everything. This was my introduction into the family um, about heaven about uh, more than I can put into words here. <laughs> I mean, you got the Daily Might. You've got these PowerPoints that are just awesome. Um, the one about Noah's Ark, that is, it, it goes into more detail on Noah's Ark than even, I think, Ron Wyatt did. And it, extensive research, extensive photographic evidence. Um, really great. If you're a teacher, I use this a lot for my, uh, for my classes. Um, and then uh, about heaven, we have, uh, there's like a whole, oh man, I want to get back into this, but I can't find it. Anyway, somewhere here is a, um, a trip into heaven. And that is amazing. And then finally, their, uh, their blog, finally, the Paradise Post is back. Thank God. This website, which gets a lot of hits every day, um, was taken down recently by their evil, evil... Hey, look at this. We are back with a vengeance. The cruel web host for two whole weeks without warning uh, dropped us. 
not for too many visits, they say, but for too much server activity. Right. I think they wanted to cut down our 700 to 800 daily visitors in our search engine ratings. Wow. It seems a hacker from Moscow was able to put some file on our server that kept the blog in shambles. Whoa. Praise the Lord. So they're back. Praise the Lord. But you know what the good thing was from that? Is that now I can link to his his uh, his WordPress blog. So now every time he posts something on his WordPress, it shows up on my website. Because I don't know how to link to the, the, um, the Paradise post directly. So these are all his latest recent posts, the Paradise posts. Because I honestly, like, I don't know how you live, but my life is, like, nonstop. I am just literally driving sometimes and reading the news or, well, at red lights. I am just, I'll be teaching a class and going through the news. I don't have time to go and, you know, for an hour, open the newspaper with my coffee and just sit here. I do for about five minutes in the morning and then I'm out. And, um, and there's so much going on and every day is just packed, jam packed with stuff. Um, so one of the, that's one of the reasons I go to Drudge Report because Matt Drudge, all he does, and then down below are all his sources. I mean, look at this. It's New York Times, New York Times Wire, New Yorker, Newsbusters, Newsmax, Newsweek, North Korean News, Sky News, Slate, Smoking Gun, Splash, Time Mag, UK Daily Mail, UK Daily Mirror. Boom, 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 boom. It's like a, like a thousand websites here of news. And the thing is, all he does is he goes, okay, to Michael Savage, michaelsavage.com. Michael Savage, all right. He has some new article about the guy that threatened to shoot 16 white devils. So he takes that article, then he links to it, then he changes the headline a little bit, and then he puts it on his website. That's all he does. And that is such a genius idea. So... I think everybody should do this. Like, you can have a website that just links to the stuff that you love and then have a, have a constant updating feed so that whenever I want to go and talk to you or see what you're doing, what you're into, I, through your portal, because that's what we all are. We're all portals. You're talking to me. I'm this guy. But I'm also a portal to like a billion different worlds. And so you go and you can see where's Michael Basham's net base and what's he got and where's he going and where's his starships going in the universe today. And that's my perspective. We should all be servants to each other. And I don't, that's why I don't hide the family stuff because it's dishonest. Like it would be dishonest for me to come and say, Oh, I know all this end time stuff where, uh, because I found it on the internet or, you know, no, I'm going to call a spade a spade and say, yeah, I read, um, a lot of this stuff from the family. Actually, most of it, I got most of my knowledge from the family. And, I mean, they, they talk about everything under the sun. I mean, you can never finish these Mo letters, ever. I don't care how good you are at reading. I've tried, and I've read maybe a thousand of them, like, pretty well, too. <laughs> My gosh. Oh, I love the 7,000 years of world history. Super cool. So, you know, this is... This is what we got, man. This is where we are, and there's just so much more than, than meets the eye. There's so much more out there than I can share. Um, but I think in this video, I probably talked about 100 million different things. 
Sorry about that, but you know what? Maybe I'll just keep doing this. I would actually like to set aside a day every week where I can just focus on this, hopefully one day have a more professional studio, have a live broadcast, answer people's emails and questions, and even have live calls sometime. That would be really fun. Because even though I'm not that smart, I mean, I've, I've learned a thing or two. might not be a pro at, at a, a lot of artistic kind of stuff. My family is really, really good at art. Um, oh, one last thing. My family's good at art. <laughs> That's so dumb. But it's true. My family done gone good at art. Here, this here's the Basham Family Theater. You got Papa Basham, because I got all of Papa's stuff on YouTube here. Well, not all of it. Still 100 more I got to upload. You got Glenn Basham. I need to put a video of him, but he has no... He doesn't have any good videos on YouTube. Man, my dad is so successful as a concert violinist that he doesn't even... Put himself on YouTube. He don't need this YouTube stuff. He's like, YouTube. But he should. You know, he he uh, just recently retired his University of Miami job teaching violin. And now he's focusing as the concertmaster of the Naples Philharmonic full-time. And I think he might have quit the Bergonzi String Quartet. Or he's getting ready. I don't know if he has or not. I don't know. Anyway. Um, and then Allison, my sister, is an incredible artist. Her website, Alice, I'm not even going to try to read that, but abasham9.wix.com slash alibashpain, P-A-Y-N-E. Uh, anyway, there's a link on my website. Now you can see why we need a website. Um, this is some of her art. She is just gifted beyond belief, makes videos all the time, saves my butt because then I can show those videos when I'm teaching English and I don't have any more voice left in me. It's my brother, Joel. Ah, praise the Lord. Well, we're so blessed, and um, and I've been given a lot. I mean, oh, I love this picture. This painting is really amazing. Um, I just, coming from a good family, I want to share what I have and then say, look, I came from this. Now I met the family, and I met other Christians, and I know God is real, and I know God can do anything, and... I want to take it to the next level and see where else God has for, for us to go. What's next? And I want to do this with you. I don't want to be like, oh, I know what I'm doing all the time. I'm still searching, you know, to boldly go where no man has gone before. My grandfather used to say that the last frontier is the spirit. Everything else has been done. The last frontier is the spirit. And, um, oh, I love this video. My brother Gabe did this. He's another super talented guy. So what are we doing? What are we going to do, buddy? Are we going to just hang around and try to act cool and try to be tough and popular? Or are we going to go forward into this spiritual dimension and um, claim our inheritance? Not forgetting the things that are before, the old art, the old classics, the things that uh, the masters have done. But now let's go to the next dimension. Let's take things into the place where impossibility meets possibility, where we're going into the limitless realms of the spirit. I love this. I cried the first time I saw this. Gorgeous. Of course, it'll look better if you actually go to the original video on your screen. But um, 
You know, I want to see this for real, but I think we need to have art to express and to start to show and to chart a course for people to to engage and to imagine and to visualize what heaven will be like, what the new earth will be like. This is called the new earth. A perfect seamless blend of man's creations and creation, creation. Well, heavenly. And there's some more videos here. My sister Haley also, another another sibling, another Basham. She made a movie called Realm. And they put ads on it. So that's definitely worth watching too. That's a longer video. It's a very, very amazing video. Um, something... There's another realm out there. There's another realm out there. It appears separated or even imagined. But it's real. Yep, yeah, spirit world. I can't see it yet, but I feel it all the time. is like Silent Hill meets a Christian movie. Awesome movie. Um, my sister Haley, her spirit is all over this movie. It's just, it's so pure and it's so sweet and it's, you know, Haley, I'm sorry I used to fight you when we were little. I I realized like, you're just an angel and she's an amazing, amazing mother too now. She's got three kids. And, um, you know, I, I talked to a doctor that um, watched some of her and my other siblings movies and they're like it's so christian and then they told me about their favorite art new york times square the broadway theater the book of mormon that's just the pinnacle of great art so you take the south park creators and you say that they're geniuses but then you don't like to promote and support people that just share their ideas because they're Christian and because it's too preachy. Well, that's why we need to get out of the system, out of the world, out of, out of American culture that's just dying, decrepit now. Let's get into the world where we're free again, where people can literally have freedom of religion. Why did we come to America in the first place? One of the biggest reasons was for God, to find God, to share your faith. Um, you know, Neville Johnson talked about that too. I love to quote that guy. People went to South America looking for gold. And look at South America. It's a mess. People came to America looking for God, for freedom. And um, I think that's the key, is that we need to look forward to the next frontier, which will be space too, and uh, and bring our faith and bring God. And man, this video is really powerful. You got to watch this movie. It's called Realm. Oh, man, it's, it's pretty heavy. Uh, thank you, Lord. Well, we're in a battle. Um, pray for us. Pray that we get to the next level with this and we see what God wants us to do. And uh, remember, you are the new church. You are the bride of Christ. You are the one that the enemy is fearful of. And what you do is going to make a difference, not just what somebody else is doing. So let's get on board with the kingdom and just go for it, man. Let's do it. Let's take this opportunity by the... Just do it. And through positively uplifting each other, we're going to create a new society, a new system, a new uh, country. And we already are. We just don't realize it yet. So praise the Lord. Uh, get out there and find a brother and love him. Or a sister. And uh, may the Lord keep you and bless you. 
thank you for coming along on this journey. I'm shut things down here. I'm shut her down. Shut her down. Ooh. Are all that you're needing to find the true way? 